Man United, nil. Newcastle, nil. A scoreline that reads both teams' defences cancelling each other out. We look at how true this is and to what extent did Man United and Newcastle both risk while trying to break the deadlock here as well as any possible FPL implications since there are so many popular assets that we have moving forward. Man United, the 4-2-3-1 here continued to feel Fred and Casemiro now in defensive midfield instead of the usual Casemiro and Christian Eriksen that we saw against Everton last week. This was fascinating because now Man United actually have choice in defensive midfield depending on how they want to progress the ball forward. Now, having said that, in this 4-2-3-1, when you are faced against Newcastle's 4-3-3, you have to note that both structures are similar, especially in midfield here, because with United's two defensive midfielders and one central midfield attacker in Bruno Fernandes, it perfectly matched up with Newcastle's two central attackers as well as their lone defensive midfielder. So really, the question here comes down to who breaks the deadlock in terms of quality difference, whether in individual dribbling or shooting quality or in terms of movement. Now, the key here was that Man United had half the chances relatively evenly spread with Newcastle and it all came down to moments of movement, clever movements across different parts of the pitch. So the most obvious candidates here, unfortunately, unpopular in FPL, are the defensive midfielders. Casemiro and Fred continue to do underrated work moving into spaces that Newcastle did not defend. And the key here comes down to when United win possession of Newcastle. They bypass this rather easily and Casemiro and Fred only gained prominence late in the second half, whereas throughout the match, Bruno Fernandes would be the one either playmaking from deep, looking for a runner himself, or moving into central midfield himself with the ball, suddenly changing United from second gear into fourth. So the idea here is that there are two types of United, as mentioned before, based on game state, and this particular United dominating the ball, at least in terms of possession, at, with Newcastle at Old Trafford, meant that United could choose whether to play the game slow, bring all their defensive midfielders forward to take shots from range, or whether they would burst through Newcastle's defence, or at least burst through their midfielders so that they can play other forwards into the picture. Now, the pace method only worked sporadically. In the 13th minute, Sancho was found once, and... Oh, Fred also found Anthony in the 18th minute, but that was all she wrote in terms of pace. Now, there were a, not a few notable counter-attacks as well that would most certainly make the highlight reels, but really it is when United have a team deeply entrenched in their box that their defensive midfielders truly shine. Casemiro's passing range continues to be underrated. Diogo Dalot ventures into dangerous positions, and at the same time, Bruno Fernandes' ball quality, while doubling up with Casemiro on the left side, continued to create Man United's best chance at the death for Marcus Rashford. So for FPL purposes, really, the number of chances will continue to be spread out for Man United, and I will not repeat this tactical liturgy 
in the Newcastle section. So don't worry, the next part will be shorter. But for now, at least we can assume that the wingers, Sancho and Anthony, will hog most of the chances, whether in transition or in possession itself. Newcastle, 4-3-3. Not much to say, bar Sean Longstaff continuing to deputise at right central midfield. But Joe Willock misses out as Joe Linton comes back into the fray at left central midfield. Now, once again, the movement that we saw last week by Newcastle where Jacob Murphy drifts in from the flank while Joel Linton or Willock burst forward from left central midfield continued to generate chances. Joel Linton in particular has an extra-headed presence, an aerial presence from free kicks that Kieran Trippier takes advantage of. But honestly, it was all about change of pace for Newcastle as well. Similarly, how United burst through them, Newcastle themselves had the opportunity to cut through Madden United's initial pressure and create chances. Murphy had a shot in the 16th minute, but that was pretty much the only thing that they generated in open play. So really, it came down to individual player quality for Newcastle's case, where Murphy, as mentioned just now, had a chance for himself, where while Wilson beat his man, if not pressuring Man United's defence, in the final third to win the ball back and create chances for himself. Now, <clears throat> moving forward, Newcastle away from home, we have to assume is individually player quality based because unless they play a team significantly weaker than them, it's almost as if the attacking game plan goes out the window in terms of cohesion because they cycle the ball relatively well in possession. So defense can reach midfield bar one or two mistakes. But when they venture into the final third against United's relatively deep block, that 4-2 block, they seem to shy away from entering the box because they lack a certain chaos creator like Alan St. Maximin. So Bruno Guimaraes himself, this time instead of operating from deep, elected to venture into the box himself a couple of times. And it was unfortunate that he didn't manage to get a few shots off, but there were some crosses that barely missed him. Well, it's either that or I'm mistaking his blonde hair for Joel Linton's. But either way, the attacking pattern remains the same. Move the ball down the right side, cross for the left. So it just comes down to whether you choose to have a creator such as Kieran Trippier where there will be plenty of movement around him to supply crosses, or whether you want to go for a finisher like Joel Linton or perhaps Callum Wilson. Sorry. Man United and Newcastle are quote-unquote reliable assets in the sense that because their characteristics are so distinct and almost inflexible tactically, we already know what each player is about. In that sense, when we choose a player, we can just set and forget, ignoring eye tests, stats, and just, you know, feel safe. And in terms of FPL, that if they score, we know why. And if they blank, we know equally why. So, if you own Nick Pope, Kieran Trippier, Diego Dalo, Joel Linton maybe, it's safe to say that they are set and hold until a key injury happens to their starting 11. At the moment, Man United and Newcastle's 11s are definitely both healthy and in relatively firing form. So it just comes down to whether alternatives present a higher ceiling. This is FPL Teacher who will look at the marquee matchup next up.